I'm Amber. And I'm Becca. From cranberries to cows and everything in between, this is Forward Farming. Hey guys. Welcome back to Forward Farming. We have a very special guest joining us today. I'm really excited. Um, Peggy actually reached out to us and she told us a little bit about her story and how she listened to one of our previous episodes with Michaela. Um, and she's like, hey, I want to talk to you guys. So we're like, yes, please come on here. We would love to have you. So today we are going to be joined by Peggy Coffeen, and she is the host of the Up Level Dairy podcast. So welcome, Peggy. And we're happy to have you. Thank you so much for having me, Amber and Becca. Glad to join in the forward farming fun. We were yeah. just chatting before we started recording, and I think we're going to have a lot of fun tonight. I think we have a lot of fun stories to share. Um, but before we kind of dive into everything, do you want to just give us a little bit more information about you and the Up Level uh, Dairy Podcast? Yeah, sure. I'll give you the the quick little rundown. So Peggy Coffin, I live just outside of Green Bay, Wisconsin, um, but born and raised south of Madison, a little tiny town called Monticello, and grew up milking cows in the little red tie stall barn. And I always, as I always say, grew up milking cows and driving tractors, not very well. Um, but uh, but that was kind of you know where I where I learned uh, to love dairy and to want to pursue a career in that industry. And so that ended up taking the shape of communications and. So I spent most of my career as a dairy magazine editor and got into podcasting a few years back through the publication I was working for, um, Progressive Dairy, if you know any of your listeners are familiar with that one. And um, a little over a year ago, uh, I started my own podcast called Up Level Dairy. And so it really was just uh, me having a, a vision and an inclination to want to do something uh, that really served dairy producers in a different way. And uh, and I can share more about that, but I'll piggyback off of some of the conversations that you guys have had recently, including one that I was listening to that Becca shared the other day about, you know, when your dreams change. And maybe we can talk about that a little bit too, because, you know, I think um, really where I'm at and uh, and really, which is a place I'm excited to be in the way that I get to serve dairy producers uh, through the Up Level Dairy podcast is kind of just, you know, this path of being on, uh, you know, being on a path and seeing where sometimes the way that you think you are meant to serve people and the way that you're meant to contribute um, can change a little bit. And sometimes your dreams can change. And, you know, I think the thing that it all comes back to is uh, the how can change and the what can change, but the why usually stays pretty close to your heart. And so we can dig into all of that if you want. But, uh, but yeah, that's the, that's the quick and dirty rundown of <laughs> <laughs> who I am, a little bit about where I came from, um, and uh, and what Up Level Dairy Podcast is all about. Yeah, I just, I absolutely love the podcast because there are mm -hmm. other dairy podcasts out there or, you know, based on the dairy industry, but you, with your guests, you are just such like a range of different topics, all kind of relating back to dairy farming. So I've really enjoyed listening to it just to Aww, kind of hear yeah. everyone's stories. And it's not just like, this is how you should farm. Like this is, you know, these are the facts. I just, I really appreciate all the guests that you bring on. Um, and Aww, I mean, if anyone listening is a, a dairy farmer, make sure you check out up level dairy because I mean, you've got farmers on there and other producers, you've got industry professionals, you've got a little bit of everything. So. Awesome. Well, thanks. I appreciate that Becca. And if I know that you've tuned in then that tells me that I'm hitting the right ears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So do you want to kind of talk about when you felt that change? Because I feel like there is kind of like this aha moment when you have like that pivotal change in mindset of like, this doesn't feel right, but this, this is what I know in my gut is right. So do you want to kind of talk about that in the actions or the steps that you took to get from point A to, I don't know if you're at point B or point Z at this point, but everything in between. Yeah, yeah, sure. I can dig into that a little bit and, you know, kind of bounce back and forth with some of the things that Becca was sharing the other day too. And, um, and I'll just, you know, back up, you know, a few steps by, by saying that, uh, that, you know, I've always been really, really blessed to be in great positions with, with great companies. And like I said, most of my background was in being an editor and a journalist in agriculture, specifically dairy. Um, and, uh, I was, I was thinking about this when I was listening to, to Becca talking about, you know, how your dream can change. Um, I remember like two very specific things about being about 18 years old, right? Like, do you remember when you're 18 and you're filling out the applications for college and scholarships and all that, right? And it's like, what do you want to do with your life? You know, <laughs> or like, how is the, how is the scholarship you're applying for? How are you going to use it to better the dairy industry? And like all those questions. And, and I was thinking about that as I was listening to Becca talk and it reminded me of two things that were really prominent at that point in time, you know, and one of them was, I remember uh, thinking that, man, you know, my dream job, if only I could be the dairy editor for the Agriview newspaper. Um, because when I was a kid, every Thursday, when the Agriview came to my house, I was like on it, loved it, loved to read, loved, you know, knowledge, loved knowing about everything going on in agriculture. And I'm like, Ooh, someday if I could be the editor of that newspaper, <laughs> I will have achieved my dream. And so, uh, so I ended up actually being in that position by the time I was like 28 and I'm like, shoot, I better come up with another dream. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but you know, but that was part of the path. But the other thing I remember from that point in time too, was like, you know, when they ask you that question about what, what's the impact you want to make, you know, or like a scholarship, like I said, of how are you going to use this to better the dairy industry? And I just remember writing these words on the paper is, I want to help, uh, help farmers keep farming. And, you know, like that had always been that the why that burning, you know, passion, that burning desire and you know, the how has definitely changed in the what over the years. But, but I still really hold that true to my heart is, you know, knowing that that was the place that I saw myself. And, um, and I think it kind of goes back to, you know, when you're a kid and you're growing up on the farm, I think one of the greatest blessings about that was, you know, just those beautiful summer evenings where I remember looking out the back of the barn and we lived in this beautiful little valley in Southern Wisconsin. And when the, when the sun would set, it would hit just right. And the whole valley would just glow. Do you know that look, you know, that look right on the farm. And I'm like, Oh, this is, everyone needs this. Like, I, I hope that, in some way, I can help other people and their children and their children's children experience a little bit, a little piece of this. And so like that was kind of, you know, really that that inner drive, that inner passion, that why, you know, that pushed me to to head down that path in communications and, you know, through journalism. And so I spent, you know, good, like I said, a good chunk as an editor and a writer. Um, but, uh, you know, you ask when like when was the pivotal point of knowing that there was a change that was coming up? And um, the change, the first pivotal point, it actually wasn't when I started Up Level Dairy. It was when um, I had actually started a, a different, totally different business in a totally different sector about four or five years ago. And um, it was growing, we were growing hemp for CBD on our little farm at here in Green Bay. 
And, um, and I remember like, you know, I was at the point where, Hey, maybe you can relate to this. Cause you have little ones like my, so we have four kids, two big kids. Like I say, they're in their twenties and then two little kids that are six and eight. So our little boys were like, you know, still pretty little. And I remember, um, just being at this point in life where like, I don't know if you feel this way, but those first couple of years with little kids, like you kind of lose yourself. Like, and I, you guys have talked about that, right? Like you kind of lose yourself a little bit. You're just, you know, you're in like survival mode of uh, trying to just, you know, trying to be able to sleep, trying to be able to keep yourself and other humans fed, trying to, you know, trying to balance all of this stuff. And, um, and I was just like, I was just kind of coming out of that phase, right? Like the survival phase. And, um, and I like kind of looked around and I was like, I'm so, I'm so lucky. You know, I've got a great husband. I've got a great job. Like we've got a beautiful family. We've got this, uh, you know, pretty little farm. And I'm like, why is it not enough? (laughs) And that's a big, you know, that's a big like guilt laden question when it starts coming into your mind. Right. And have you had that? Have you felt like that? Yeah. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And actually now that you say that too, I mean, I feel like I was am almost at that point, you know, this spring when I left the dairy, like I, I made it through like the hardest parts of not the hardest parts, but like I made it through the trenches of farming with three young kids. And then like all of a sudden it was just like, this, this isn't, this isn't what I want right now. This, this isn't feasible anymore, but I never really put the timing together until you just said that. Yeah. And I think, I think there is something to it. Right. Cause like, uh, so this is interesting. I'm sorry. This is, I warned you that <laughs> I will jump. And jump we love the side shoots. It's, it's all right. <laughs> all right. It's welcome. Well, you, you got one coming. You got one coming. So, um, so, uh, I'm a big fan of, I don't know, Brendan Bruchard. He's an author and, um, actually his book is right behind me, high performance habits. Um, but anyway, so I was like listening to his podcast the other morning and something he shared really, really resonated with me. And he was talking about the basic human needs and how the basic, most basic need for any human is to feel safe, right? So like safety is your body, your physiological, neurological, number one thing that you need to be able to go to the next thing. And that's that you need. And that's sustenance, right? Like provision, like food, water, shelter, you know, all of that. And then he's like, once you have those two things, you know, that you need for survival, right? Survival, then your next human need above that is what he called aliveness. And I was like, oh, that is super insightful, right? Like, and going back to your point about like, you know, maybe that's part of where that timing is, where you go from survival mode to like, you're just coming out of it. And all of a sudden you look around and you're like, everything is fine. And that's mm-hmm. the problem. It's fine. It's fine. It's on auto. The certain things are on autopilot. Certain things are that you prayed for years to get easier are now too easy. Like, and you just realize that the aliveness in whatever shape or form you need that to fuel your fire. Like that's what you're, that's what you're looking for. And, um, and that was, you know, that was this moment. I remember like, literally, like, I remember being on the lawnmower driving around. <laughs> right yes. All lawn. of your best thinking comes from the lawnmower. Yes. Yes. I've said that for years. Yes. <laughs> so I'm in my thinking chair. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 
you know, and, uh, and it just, you know, at, at this time, and this was probably like five years ago. And, um, and that's when it really hit me that I'm like, oh, this, like I said, this guilt laden. Why is it not enough? Why is it not enough that we are so blessed? And, you know, and it, and the, like, those are things I, I don't know that everyone actually really articulated that before. So, <laughs> But I hope it resonates with others that are in that zone and in that mode of being like, there's, you know, there, there's something that, you know, you're missing and it's hard to even admit it when you look around and you're like, but I have so much, but I have so much. Right. And, um, and so as I'm mowing, you know, mowing the lawn that day, uh, I just remember like, you know, praying, um, and I do that a lot in my head also when I mow the lawn. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I'm like, God, I'm like, what is, what is, like, I know you have something for me and I don't know what it is. I know, but I know you have something for me. And, um, and I just really, you know, just really felt, um, very quickly after that, this, like this sense of, you know, like looking at, at that time, what we were growing in our field. And that was this, this hemp crop that was new. And my neighbors thought that we were drug dealers and like, you know, everything. And, <laughs> And it was like the last type of business that I ever had any wanted anything to do with. And um, so I ended up, you know, really looking at that and saying, this is a place where I can help people in a really powerful, meaningful way by helping them feel better, you know, like, because like all the, you know, benefits and blah, blah, blah with that crop and the things that come from it are like better sleep and less anxiety and, you know, um, anti-inflammatory. And as I learned more about what it could do. I I just felt such a sense of fulfillment and being able to share it with other people. And, you know, and then my creative brain, like created a whole brand around it. And so from that moment on the lawnmower, uh, it was in mid August, I remember very specifically. And by the second week of October, I had a brand, a website and a product. And like, I always say like, and you know, you're, I always know when I'm on the right path. Because like, you know, I'll go back to those prayers, right? Like God will just swing the doors open so fast mm-hmm. that I can't stop them. And that's when I know I'm on the right path. Um, where I get like, he, I just keep getting propelled forward so fast that I can't even stop it. And that's how that works. And, um, and so, you know, like that was kind of this first leg of what has you know, kind of became this journey of looking for more of that aliveness of realizing that my dream was starting to shift and change and starting to see that the traditional way of fulfilling my why of, you know, working for someone else, working for the magazine and writing articles, which is what I had done my whole life, that maybe that wasn't, that wasn't the path that I was meant to continue on. And so I'll, I'll stop there because I keep talking so much, but, um, but yeah, does any, I don't know if either of you can resonate with any little pieces or parts of that, but, um, but that, mm-hmm. that, that was kind of like the first leg. <laughs> well, and I think it's so hard to, to, to be doing something for so long because, you know, you can think about changing up what you're doing all the time, but to, to know if it's a right choice and like to break out of that safe zone that you're in. I think that's yeah. the hardest part. And honestly, you know, I've, I've talked to other people now just by sharing my story that they're like, you know, I'm kind of feeling like I need to do something and I'm like, just do it. I mean, the worst that's going to happen is it doesn't work out and you either a go back 
to what you were doing or B, find something else, you know, until you find your dream. But it's just taking that first step is so difficult to do because it's just it's into the unknown. And you, you know, you just got to trust in God that he's going to, like you said, open doors for you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, when you talk about that, that fear of the unknown, um, you know, like one of the, well, I'll fast forward. So, you know, kind of having that experience of starting my own business and having my own vision and creating something from scratch, like that excited me, that delighted me, that like, that took fine and like turned it into fire. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and so that kind of, you know, got me on this path to look at how to be independent in my dairy industry contribution. Right. And so fears, you know, fear is unknown. Fear is, am I qualified? Right. You know, like who am I, who am I, you know, I'm, I'm some lady that's worked in a home office for how many years and hasn't worn real pants and, you know, except for in public. <laughs> In like 15 years. So like, who am I? I just gave away all my secrets right there. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm like, who, who am I to do it? And you know what? And then there's always the, the other big fear is what are other people going to think? Mm-hmm. And within that fear, here's another one that I had too, personally. And, and Becca, I'm curious if you can relate to this one at all too, but um, who will I find out isn't really my friend who will I find out is much less interested in me and talking with me, giving me the time of day when I'm no longer attached to something that could have been beneficial to them in some way. And that, that actually really scared me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I can relate to that. <laughs> um, considering, I—I I mean, I—I I still consider myself part of the dairy industry because, well, obviously, I, I still work in the dairy industry. I still have cows, like all the things. But when I um, like announced on social media that I was leaving the farm job, um, I—I I mean, I was like disinvited to a conference that I was supposed to go to with a group of dairy farmers, mm. and. That cut deep because I'm like, literally all this year, you know, all the years of experience I have in the dairy industry. But since I'm leaving my full time position on a farm, I'm not qualified to to go and represent dairy farmers anymore. Like that probably hurt the worst out of anything else. I mean, I think along the way to relationships that I thought were were stronger, maybe aren't so much anymore. Um, but I think, I mean, that's just part of the growing pains too. Like overall, I don't look back. I, I know that I made the right choice for my family. So it's like what, you can't really dwell on it too much. I mean, yeah, it's sad sometimes, but you just got to move forward and find the people that are in your corner and will continue to cheer you on. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's the truth. And, you know, um, in, in response to, to that and in response to that, that fear, um, I don't know if this worked out for you too, Becca, like what actually surprised me at the end of the day was how many more people it opened up conversation and support from and, and, and encouragement, right? Like, you know, I, I mean, it was, it was months of, 
toying around with. I mean, I had up-level dairy built in my mind for a very long time before it was something that anybody else knew existed, right? But you look back and you're like, all of those fears, all of that internal dialogue that subdued it, you know, for a time was re was like reassured in the conversations that followed from people that said, you know, that just offered support in different ways. And we're just sincerely excited, proud, happy, you know, uh, and, and just offered that encouragement. And, um, and, you know, I, I don't, I think there's something to be said about timing, right. Where like, you know, to your point, like, you know, too, like you, you could look back and say, oh, if only I would have started sooner. Well, you know what, if I would have started anything sooner, it wouldn't have been the right time. You know, like you don't know then, but you can look back now. If you take the time to look back, you can see, right? Like you can see that things happen in the time that they're supposed to. Um, but, uh, but, you know, I think that's all part of the trust building and having faith and taking like every next step, right? Like, you know, you have this experience that you can lean back on where it's like, okay, I finally got brave enough to do the thing. And now that I've done it, you know, I can start taking that, that more, you know, that confidence, I can start taking those experiences and stack them on top of each other so that you can keep, you know, keep going forward and not look back. So yeah. And not only that, but like, if you would have launched up level dairy, say out of college, do you think I mean, you know, do you think it would have it would have made it? Or, you know, the way I'm thinking, I mean, obviously, if you have enough fire, enough passion, like anything is possible. But I feel like for you, maybe it was probably a little bit easier to have all the background experience that you had. You had so many connections in the dairy industry. It's probably made this transition a little bit smoother, I would I would assume. Yeah. Yeah, you're so right. And, you know, if you want to make fun of me and realize how old I am, if I would have started this right out of college, um, it, podcast didn't exist and Facebook would barely existed. So, <laughs> so I'll date myself. Been, like recording little voice memos on your right on no, my, on my, on my razor on my Motorola <laughs> razor flip phone. <laughs> You could have invented podcasts. You could have invented them. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, like, you're so right. And I think that's part of the path. And, um, and, and I think, you know, also what you see, too, is that your, your skills develop. And, like, look at, where, look at where you're at, Becca. Like, how much more positioned are you to serve farmers because of the time that you spent in their shoes? You know, like Mm -hmm. back, if you hadn't done that, you wouldn't have the, you wouldn't bring nearly as much to the table of understanding, knowledge, experience, empathy, you know, that, that you're able to do now if you hadn't had that. And so, you know, and I think like, you know, with, um, with young people, younger, you know, folks out there that it is, you know, you can get into the podcasting space very quickly, right? Like, you know, you can, you can get 200 bucks on Amazon and you got yourself a studio, you know, like it's, it's so bare bones and that's one of the cool things about it. Um, and so I think it's really cool for people that do have that ambition and just go after it. Uh, but you know, like for, for me, I would say like, I, to your point, like I'm much better positioned to serve people 
in a different way because of, you know, all of the, all of those articles <laughs> that I wrote for years and years and years. Um, and, you know, and, and really like, this is just a different way of telling those stories and a different way of packaging up information. And, uh, and, and I think it's the way that, um, that I think people want to receive information. And so, I mean, you guys have been in this space for a long, long time and that's why you're popular, right? Like people can take you on the go and, you know, and I always look at it this way, like they say you're, you become the sum of the five, right? The five people you Mm -hmm. surround yourself with. And in my mind, you can count the voices that you put in your ears as part of your five, because not all of us and at not all stages of our lives, do we have five people that we physically are in proximity of enough to, you know, to be able to get that. Yeah. Yeah. So you're raising I have to say, I, I really started noticing this because I didn't really listen to a lot of podcasts outside of like true crime stuff. And <laughs> After that says a lot. So like I noticed my anxiety was getting so bad just being a new mom. I mean, that yeah. was already bad enough. But then I started really focusing on my surroundings. And then I'm listening to murders and like I have like Dateline on in the background just as like noise. And I was like, why why are you doing this? This is just adding to your anxiety. So I cut that out. I don't watch it. I don't listen to that. And the difference that that has made in just like my overall being, I started really focusing on like my cortisol levels, like your stress hormones and like all this stuff. And I started meditating more. I started just being mindful of what I'm, what I'm digesting like physically and like mentally. And that has just made the biggest difference. And I know you're big on, on mental health too, as part of your brand. And I'm sure with hemp and CBD, that kind of all ties together. So Um, Do you kind of want to segue a little bit and talk about like your mental health side of things and and what all you put into building your brand to what it is today? Yeah. It's a big segue. (laughs) Yeah. And well, and you know, it's interesting because like, um, you know, so I have like two brands, right? Like I've got the CBD brand, it's called Pre, and I can tell you a little story about that. And then I got, you know, my podcast brand and they may seem like two totally separate worlds, but at the end of the day, like the root and heart of both of them is exactly the same because both are all about helping people to realize that there is greatness and goodness in them and that there's more in life for them and that they have more potential to live, to serve and to love, you know, the life that they have here on this earth while they're here. Uh, than they could ever even imagine. And, you know, on the, on the podcast side, it's about equipping people with, you know, a little bit of inspiration, knowledge, you know, that sort of thing to help them with that. On the CBD side, it's about a natural alternative to help you get a good night's sleep and to, you know, and to be able to release the tension that builds up in your mind and your body. And that causes you to be in pain that causes you to not sleep. And so, you know, really, even though like, it might seem like they're two such different worlds of things and they, and they are, but at the same point, like my belief and why I'm passionate about both of them, it, it all comes back to that same core thing. And, um, and it's so much of it starts with, you know, with our own way that we view ourselves, our connection with our faith, our connection with um, how we take care of our mind and our body, 
and how interconnected those things are. And, um, you know, to really like take a few steps back of where that passion comes from, you know, for me, um, is, uh, like, I'm going to go back to, you know, like in my late twenties and, um, you know, I was, we were trying to grow our family. And, um, and so when I met my husband, he had two children already and they're wonderful and we had, you know, beautiful little family. And then, um, you know, and then we wanted to expand that. And so here I was in my late twenties and I was like, marathon running and like doing all this stuff. And if you were to look at me, it would have been like, man, she's super healthy. Right. Um, but here's the truth. The truth was like, um, I was taking medication, prescription medication for, um, heartburn and, and digestion, uh, which I didn't realize at the time because doctors just give you medic medicine when you complain. Right. And, um, mm -hmm. so I was like, I didn't realize that that was entirely related to the stress I was putting on my body and also the stress I created in my mind. Right. And like, and so I just had so much out of whack that here we, like I said, here I am like thinking, well, you know, I like to, if I want something in you know life, you know, you work for it, a plus B equals C that's how it's always worked out. Right. Like, and so the thing that I was like, the goal was to have a baby. And it took a really, really long time. And that whole experience, uh, you know, and that, that whole process of that not being easy is what kind of started me on a little bit of a journey and some wake up calls for, um, beginning to understand that the stress you put on your mind and your body impacts you at such a deep level that it can impair your metabolic function, your physiological function, you know? And, um, and so like, yeah, I mean, like, I guess I'm probably just not saying the word, but like infertility, you know, like, and I think mm -hmm. there's, um, and I, I was, you know, like, I'll say this, uh, I don't talk about this a lot, but I, I will share it here because I know you have a lot of women, you know, that are in the childbearing years that listen to what you share and, um, you know, polycystic ovary syndrome. And when I was diagnosed with that, I had, n I had no idea what it was. Right. And I was like, I don't know what this is. And I don't know why I have to deal with this. And this is just such a pain in my side and a roadblock. And I just need to get rid of this and get over it and get what I want, which was a baby. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, why isn't this should be easy. This should be easy was, you know, what was how I looked at it. And, and it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy at all. And, um, you know, it was a very emotional, there's a lot of emotions in that time period and in that process. Uh, but that is really what started to eventually, you know, wake me up to the fact that like, you know, there's a connection between your mind and your body. And if you neglect one or both of them or force either of them to do things that they are not meant to do, um, and stress them out and don't give them rest and don't fuel them properly, they don't work. <laughs> And as much as you can fool yourself to thinking that you're high functioning and high performing, and it's whether well, that's that that term that people like to say high functioning anxiety, yeah, it's it's really not like you're really not functioning. You're just trying to make yourself feel better, <laughs> right? <laughs> but but that was that was kind of the space that I was in for you know along for for a few years of like dealing with that, and that is what helped me you know to start thinking more and bigger and wider about taking care of myself in a different way. 
And, um, you know, back again to the path, you know, all of those little experiences that I can talk about now um, that I couldn't really talk about for a long time because they just really, they, you know, we didn't like people didn't always talk about that stuff. Right. But I share it now because I think it could help someone else. And when I started to really address how I was handling my stress levels and um, and and how I was treating my body, um, that was when I finally was able to have, you know, my, our, one of our little boys and then and then the next one. And so like that was such a pivotal piece of the whole early on journey of really like coming to terms with the fact that there is something to our mind, our body and our, and our soul, um, coming together. And if we try to separate them out from each other, that's when we run into problems. And sometimes mm -hmm. the problems don't show up until, you know, until it's something big. And, um, and for me, that was what the something big was. So I don't know if that answered your question, but, um, but I hope like, I hope other people can just grab some little nuggets that are helpful from, from that part of the story too. Yeah, yeah, I think there's a ton, a ton to unpack there. And like, I feel like I'm kind of going through a similar journey there with like PCOS and trying to figure out the balance of everything. And it's just, it's so difficult because it's not something that doctors talk about. I mean, if the last time I went in, I was complaining about gaining so much weight so fast. The first thing they told me was, well, try running instead of lifting weights. It's like, that's not going to solve my problems. I basically told them to fuck off. Sorry. But I was like, this is bullshit <laughs> well, advice. Like maybe they told me to cut back on, on eating meat. Uh, they said, well, stay away from red meat, eat more like white meats. I'm like, this is, this is not, I said, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do that. And I just shut off my brain for the rest of that appointment. And it was so oh, frustrating. And, and so to just dive into like this mental health side of things is, has been a huge game changer and, and how I feel, how I sleep at night, just overall, like, obviously I, I don't look the way I did before babies. And, you know, that was kind of like a big, big hurdle to get over, but it's like, my body is this way because I made a baby and I should be so grateful for that. And just change your whole view on things is a real mind fuck, you know, <laughs> like oh to, my get from, to get over that hurdle. It's so difficult. Um, so yeah. I, I really want people to listen to your story because you, you explain it so, so beautifully. Um, so I'm, I'm going to push people towards you. If you're, if you're struggling with, <laughs> with this side of things, go, go find Peggy oh, and, well, and, and, you know, and, and listen it, to her. Oh gosh. Well, it's, you know, it's one of those things like I was like, we keep talking about, you know, you look at the path, right. And like at mm -hmm. that time when you're in it, it's, it's horrible right? It like, sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. And you create, and, and you create so much additional emotion around it. Right. Like mm -hmm. my big thing at that point was like, why can I not do the one thing that every woman is meant to do? Mm -hmm. And why can't I, why can't I control it? Why can't I control it? You know? And then Make the doctor cry. thing was really, <laughs> Yeah, I, I cried. I cried a lot back then. And then they get, you know, and then you're on like all these hormone shots and like talk about a talk about a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. But um, but, you know, that's a, I think one of my frustrations now when I look back is I had no idea what questions to ask. And I had no idea mm -hmm. like, you know, so for you to be able to at least it's horrible 
that you had to sit in a doctor's office, that you took time out of your day and that you had to pay somebody to and tell to you those things. And to pay them to tell me that. It's like, this and is not horrible. Yeah. It's a horrible. And, but I, I yeah. applaud you for making the choice to shut your brain off to that because that's like, that's, it's nonsense. And like, you know, the, the PCOS thing, you know, what's incredible is I have, this is crazy. I have today zero symptoms, zero. And like, you know, I went, I hope only women listen to this podcast, right? Do only women listen? Basically. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So I went from zero cycle for years and years and years and years to now clockwork. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's crazy, but I've heard other people that that's happened to as well. Um, mm-hmm. but it very much, if I were to like make a timeline, that flip of a switch and it flipped, it flipped, like, um, it very much lines up with when I started, you know, um, faithfully having a morning routine, prayer time, gratitude time meditation part of that, as you said. Um, Mm -hmm. and cause I used to get up and I'd like, I was like, went in stress mode right away. And like, first thing I did put my running shoes on workout, like, you know, attack the day. Well, I never had, there's no pause button. And, and like that wreaked havoc on my entire internal system, you know, and I was 28 years old, right? 28 years old. (laughs) And so, Mm -hmm. yeah. So like, um, I'm glad that there is more conversation about these things for other women that are dealing with it. And that, you know, I think what you give them, you know, with what you shared, Amber, is the encouragement to not take, you know, to not, not, not have to buy into someone else's answers for how they think your body works. Um, and you, and, and I don't know, did they put you on metformin? Did you have to go on metformin with? They tried and I said, no, I want to do this without medication if I can. So after that point, like I was gaining weight so rapidly, like it was, it was scary when I, when I first had my son, like I lost 60 pounds, like overnight, I woke up and I was down to a size that I had never been before. And then I blinked and I was up two sizes bigger than I was you know, before I was pregnant, I was like, this isn't, this isn't right. And uh, so I started going on through like this medical journey and I was like, okay, so the doctors aren't going to help me. How can I help myself? And I invested in a Peloton bike and I was like, maybe I'll try low impact along with strength training. And then once I got into the app more, um, I saw that there's meditation and I Mm. had a not so fun childbirth. Like it was really traumatic and like, it was just all this this trauma that my body had stored. And I did this 10 minute meditation. It was just like this basic check in with yourself kind of meditation. And within two minutes, like out of nowhere, I just started crying like this big, heavy cry that I've never felt before. And I didn't question it. I just kind of let it happen. And those 10 minutes were like the fastest I've ever experienced. And the second I opened my eyes from that, I felt this huge like relief, like that all this weight of the world had been taken off of my shoulders. And, and since then I haven't been gaining weight as rapidly as I was. Like I, I feel like I'm a little bit more in control. So I do this meditation every day or every, every day that I can. 
and I just feel so, so clear and so, so free, I guess, after doing this. And it's just such a great and positive way to start my day and, and not stress, you know, like I, I like to work out in the mornings, but if I start with a meditation, that kind of brings me a, a moment of peace instead of just like that instant stress, like you were talking about. So that has been, and, and my cat, she's going to make an appearance here. So her and <laughs> the meditation and my cat have been, <laughs> have been a game changer. So what you're saying, I can, I can attest yeah. to as well. It's, it's insane how your body oh. just holds on to these stresses and, and reacts negatively in, in ways that you might not even think about. So if you're in like the similar situation, here's two, here's two uh, sources telling you to, to take a break and, and just relax and find that clarity that you might be looking for. Yeah. And it's, and I don't know if it was like this for you, Amber, but um, when I first started like trying to meditate, it was very hard. It was Mm -hmm. very hard. And, um, and uh, what helped, what helped me, and maybe this is how your Peloton, you know, one works too, is, um, I would find like, I would just look on YouTube and find guided meditations. Like, and because I just had a really hard time doing it on my own, but then I found these guided ones and like, and it just started with like two minutes you know? And what you realize too, is how hard it is when you don't train your brain, how hard it is to hold your focus for two minutes. And that's so hard. (laughs) Yes. I need to try it guided. I, I try. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's all guided. I can't just flip my brain. I think, I I think I have a whole YouTube folder if you, if you want it. (laughs) You know what else I'll do though? I never um, thought to look on YouTube. Oh gosh. It, like, and, and here's a, here's the thing is there's so much that you just got to like pick something and go with it. Otherwise you'll mm-hmm. like cause more stress scrolling, looking for the right one, right? The right meditation. Mm-hmm. There yeah. is no wrong one, right? Well, actually there are some that are better than others, but, but you still have to, you know, just pick something and just do it and do it for, do it for two to five minutes and like, and build mm-hmm. it up. And, um, and what I actually find is like, uh, what I will do when I'm working, when I'm, when I need to go into deep work mode on the computer and stuff is, uh, I'll pop in my, my earbuds and I will listen to meditation music and I will actually just search for focus music. And it's mm-hmm. going to be similar to meditation music, but it just kind of helps me to, you know, really just get my head in the right zone and right space and kind of get back to that place that you get a meditation, but in a way that, helps me work more focused and more efficiently. And, and like, that's my, like, that's what I do for deep work mode is like, you know, cause here's the other thing is like, it's like a, it's kind of like a meditation is like a rubber band for your brain. Like the more you like, you can stretch a little bit and then it'll go back. And like, the more you do it, you can like keep stretching a little bit further, you know, and just keep stretching a little bit further and like eventually it'll stretch out a little bit more, but you got to keep doing it because otherwise you're going to go back. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. do you find that too, that the, you know, like keeping it as a, like a routine, a habit, a practice, like that's, that's the secret. That's the secret to having a, you know, having an actual lasting impact, um, that, that hits you at a level that's deep inside. Like you said, um, Amber with helping to release some of that stored stuff. And that is a real, that is for real. That is a for real thing. Mm -hmm. Like how much we harbor, how much we store 
and how much our body responds to it, you know? Um, and when we can release and have that relief, like to your point, that's when your body leveled out too. And, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a, it, it's a real thing. And I found that too, even just in, you know, the way that I've managed, you know, my health and all that too, is like, I can, I can tell what's going on, you know, with my body based on wh- what my practices are for taking care of my mind and they connect very closely. So. Gosh, I, I feel like we just had talk. a, we just had a full therapy session today. So that was, <laughs> do we need to pay that you? Was great. I know. <laughs> what's your Venmo? Can we do this every week? <laughs> I have been looking for <laughs> Thinking about picking up another side gig, but <laughs> I was gonna say here's here's another door license. opening for you. <laughs> we'll oh, do it under the no. table. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> well, but like well, for real though, like I think the the value that I hope um, there is in this conversation is like, you know what you're what you're hearing from me is ten years of stuff I had to figure out, com- feeling very much alone. And if it helps someone else, fast forward. And their journey of, you know, whether it's trying to have a baby, dealing with stress, you know, taking a, being able to, you know, they use this term like take charge of your health or whatever, which I really don't like because that's that alludes to control. And so much of what causes the root of stress, you know, and anxiety, at least for me, was control, right? Like you're trying mm-hmm. to control all of these things. And then we like have this dialogue or this, you know, um, these phrases about taking control of your stress level, well, it's actually is stress inducing to think about it like that, <laughs> you know? Um, but, uh, but you know, if this, if this conversation, if someone can pick up a couple of little things that help them, you know, fast forward through what took me, you know, 10 years, like this is 10 years of like learning things the hard way. Maybe it's just cause I'm a slow learner. I don't know. <laughs> But like no one, no one talked about meditation, you know, 10 years ago, it's a little more mainstream conversation. And I think it's such a blessing that, uh, that you guys, you know, that you guys share that conversation with our, with that audience of rural women, because, um, you know, like they're not going to get, most of us aren't going to have this conversation with our moms. You know, we're not going to have this conversation with the older ladies at church, you know, like, <laughs> Um, and so it's so valuable that there's these conversations that just let people know that these, um, these tools exist and that they are actually, you know, the, the alternative is like, you know, whatever the doctor's going to tell you or prescribe to you that may not actually be the right thing for you. And maybe it is, Mm -hmm. and maybe it helps, but it might not be. And there's so much out there, um, uh, you know, that we can do to take care of ourselves first. Um, and that's hard too. It's hard too to, to give ourselves permission to do that when we have the little ones. And when we have, you know, all of these things that we're responsible for and people that we're responsible, you know, for in our lives. But, um, but, um, I remember like one of the most valuable, um, Oh, you did. Oh, I, apparently we made a pizza. All right. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Good job, buddy. <laughs> you don't have to make dinner tonight. <laughs> nah, I thought I actually thought I fed him already, but <laughs> apparently not. <laughs> I'm pretty sure boys take at least two meals. 
This this is true. This is true. Yeah. So we're on we're on meal number two, and no wonder they've been so quiet. So, um, but. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so I don't know if this is the conversation, uh, you know, that you were hoping to have. And I hope that it fits, you know, edit, edit it, take out whatever you want. <laughs> no, but, this was um, great. I think it's it's all perfect. I I think like, OK, Amber and I kind of shit on social media sometimes because it's frustrating, you know, to, to share on social media sometimes. <sighs> but the biggest blessing of it is one, knowing that you're not alone and two, like having an outlet to to talk about some of the things you know like those taboo subjects that people didn't talk about like miscarriage and infertility and mental health it's it's just I don't know it's like it's it's therapeutic to not only speak but then to also have conversations with other people who maybe don't feel comfortable talking about it in public but they see that you talked about it they feel comfortable enough to have a private conversation with you. And I think that is, I mean, that's why I talk about the hard stuff because yeah. um, it's messy and it's, it's difficult, but to know that you're not alone and to kind of help other people cope with the same thing, like you said, like it, it helps you get through a little bit faster and just kind of keeps your spirits up when you're in the trenches. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, the other side too of, of all of that is, um, you know, when you're, when you're on the other side far enough that you can look back and get to a point where you can actually thank God for that part of your path. Um, it's, it's very rewarding when you can lean into someone else and, you know, just extend that hand or however you do it social media wise (laughs) with a hand icon and emoji, (laughs) you know, and, um, and just say, you know, like, Hey, I get, I've I've been where you're at and like, here's some things that might help, but ultimately at the end of the day, like have faith that like trust and trust in the path, trust in the process and have the faith that things will work out the way they're supposed to. It just doesn't always feel like it in the moment, but, but I think that's, you know, that's the other side is like, like I said, this is, I'm capsulizing 10 years of, you know, 10 years of tough lessons and being a slow learner and doing stupid things into (laughs) doing stupid things into like, hopefully a few minutes that somebody else can, can benefit from. So I think, I think we touched on so many great topics today. Um, Peggy, thank you so much for coming on here today and, and sharing so much with us. Where can people go to find you if they want to reach out to you a little bit more or in private or listen to your podcast or find your website? Where can people find you at? Yeah, so um, so I will just say it for anybody that just needs um, a, needs to talk about something going on, whether it's going through those, you know, changes in life and uh, some of the some of the deep stuff that that we hit up today, uh, you know, just an email at Peggy at uplevelderry.com direct to me is is more than welcomed. And, uh, and I'm more than happy to, you know, be able to share and give back in whatever ways I can that help other people. Um, but uh, if you want to check out the podcast, it's Uplevel Dairy Podcast, and that's on Apple and Spotify and YouTube and all your favorite places. Um, and I actually have another podcast that is coming out soon as well. So um, it's start launching it next week, actually. Um, and it's called Uplevel Dairy Young Leaders. And it's specifically for people in the first five years of their dairy careers. And so that's, oh gosh, um, that's, that's what cool. that's going to be all about. So 
Yeah. So that one will be, I'll drop it um, every other Thursday on Uplevel Dairy, but then it'll have its own life too as Uplevel Dairy Young Leaders. Um, so you can find and follow those things to, to plug into, um, you know, to hearing conversations that have nothing to do with stuff we talked about today <laughs> and more about cows, farming, leadership, that sort of stuff. And hear from people that are a lot smarter than me. So, <laughs> but if you need to talk about the real stuff in life, you can hit me up at Peggy at uplevelderry.com. And if you if you're interested in checking out the CBD stuff too, it's um pre is the brand, P-R-I-C-B-D.com. So that's all the spaces and places to find me. <laughs> Great. And we will link okay. that all in our show notes too. So if you guys are interested, uh check that out in the episode show notes. But thank you again so much, Peggy, for your time and willingness to open up with us tonight. So Thank you, thank you, thank you. And make sure to go check her out, guys. She is she is a hoot. So thank you guys so much for listening. If you haven't subscribed to us yet on social media or on Apple Podcasts or your favorite streaming platform, please do so. We'd love to see you guys and interact with you. Um, and leave us a review because those always make our days as well. So thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye.